0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again for our Sunday worship. It's a great celebration. It's Father's Day. And I want to greet all the fathers. Blessed Father's Day to all of you. I hope you get the chance and I hope you make the, take the opportunity to greet and bless your own fathers. Today, we're going to look at our Heavenly Father and let us read Psalm 128 right now. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in His ways. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed. It shall be well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for this celebration, Lord God. We celebrate with all the families, with all the fathers. We thank you, Lord God, for the fathers that have blessed us that have shaped us, that have provided for us. But most especially, Lord God, we, we, we thank you for you, our Heavenly Father, who has watched over us, who has provided for us, whose grace is always abundant in our lives. We pray that you would open our hearts, that you would open our eyes, that we might see more of you even in, the, even in this next few moments, Lord God. Speak to us, Lord God. Reveal yourself more and more. Show us who you are as a father as we look into your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Growing up, I had many desires. I had many things I wanted to get or things I wanted to do. But many of these things, I'm sure if you remember your own youth, many of these things were what? Uh, impossible for me to get or to do. I I remember many times my dad uh, would know about these different things my brother and myself wanted which which was beyond our reach. So he would use this to motivate me and my brother. He would get one of these things every so often and he would uh, set conditions before me and my brother or. Uh, uh, set up a competition beto- uh, for me and my brother. Uh, uh, things like whoever uh, gets better grades gets this thing. Or if there was a competition for things that we were involved with, whoever places better in this competition gets this one thing that we're both longing for. Many times, I did like the conditions because it meant I had to work harder many times i did, i thought the conditions were unfair because especially when it was uh, when it was about things that my brother was clearly better than myself yet in the midst of all this this conditions this competition uh, competition gave me hope why because it transferred my impossible things to the realm of the possible And many times in life, as fathers, we carry certain burdens and concerns. Concerns for our family, concerns for our children, concern for our personal lives, concern for our friends, concern for many other things. And during changing seasons in life, uh, these concerns can become uh, more and more difficult or more and more impossible, certainly in this last few months. I'm sure our list of the impossible things have grown and, 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 and continue to add up as we continue to face this challenge, this pandemic, this crisis time that we are in. So today, the question is, how do we face these concerns? How do we conquer these concerns? How do we change things? So many questions, so many hows. How do you do this? Today, I want us to look at three truths we can see from the scripture we read earlier as we try to answer the question is, how do we see the impossible become possible? And The first thing is this, our concern is His concern. Our concern is God's concern. The scripture we read said this, "'Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord.'" I realized in the past that the Word of God is God's heart revealed. I realized that the commands of God reveals the heart of God. This is one of man's greatest longing, greatest desire. This is one of our greatest pursuits, our great concern. Uh, Everyone wants the blessing of God. It's amazing how much in our world, uh, how much we can come up with so-called blessing events because we're seeking the blessing of God. There's uh, the the general ones, house blessing, uh, business blessing. In the recent years, now we have car blessings and and, uh, uh, sometimes you end up laughing but we, we even have People asking for their cell phones and their gadgets to get blessed. Why? Because there's a longing in our hearts to seek the blessings of God. One of our unspoken questions probably, yet is pursued by many, is the question, How blessed can I get? How much of a blessing can I give my family? I've heard it many times from many fathers. They want their families to have a better start, a better life than they ever had. A more blessed life than they could ever have. Amazing that when we read the scripture, we discover God made sure this is not a mystery. He wants to bless His children. God did this, prepared for this, way before we were even born. This is God's heart. God made sure we know how to get to the place of blessedness. Your concern was always His concern before it ever became yours. Nothing surprises God. These words we read earlier were written thousands of years ago. So throughout history, God's will, God's desire, God's plan for His people is made clear. His concern and love for your family is greater than your love can ever be. See, God is really our Father in heaven. He is the ultimate Father, the real Father, the loving Father. He was the Father from the very beginning, and He remains to be Father today and for eternity. He was Father already before you had a father or you became a father. God our Father is the most significant encounter that changed me and my walk with God. The thought that God is the original and real father kept me praying, kept me asking God, God, show me who you are as a father. I had my own issues with my dad. So I kept praying, God, show me how different you are. If you are the original father, if you are the real father, show me, Lord, how different you are from all the earthly fathers I know, even with my own dad. Interestingly, it was in the midst of great difficulty, tests and challenges that He began to open my eyes to see Him as a father. My wife and I realized that before our provision breakthrough came, was God transforming our knowledge of Him and our image of Him. Faith and confidence in God continued to grow a step at a time as His Father's love filled our lives. All this began to change, even my relationship with my father. And imperfect, as imperfect as my dad was, God began to show me that his love came and showed up many times in my life, even through my own father. God is our real father. God, our father, took life's greatest concern to the cross, so that life in Him, with Him, and through Him will be the greatest concern we can give our life to. My question then is, have you met our Heavenly Father? Secondly, His way should become our way. Scripture we read earlier said this, Behold, thus shall man be blessed who fears the Lord, who walks in His ways. This is where the impossible is made possible. He's not, God is not making life difficult for us. He's making it possible for us. The grace of God made all the blessings of God possible for each and every one of us. His commands are His gifts to us. Without this commands without these words, life will be impossible. But this commands, his words, lead us to a life that's possible. His commands provide the possible steps to what was once impossible. Many times we don't like this because it involves a change of direction. It involve, it will involve a change of heart. It will involve a change of mind. It will involve a change of perspective. See, even in our own journey, even in my own journey, God began to change things or change the way I see things. When God came as a father, He changed my perspective. He changed my way of life. He changed the direction of my life. I began to realize a few things and see things in a new light. Things like tithing does not make prosperity impossible, instead it opens possibilities. It transfers our finance from the limited natural to the supernatural. I began to realize generosity will will not make us poor, it will give us a prosperous and loving world which we all desire. Faith will not take us away from reality, instead, it will bring us to God's provided reality. Repentance is not punishment and rejection, it is acceptance and freedom. The Word will not stop us from being happy, instead it will bring us real abiding and life-changing joy. The Word of God the commands of God, the ways of God, brings us to greater possibilities beyond what we could ask or imagine. Embracing God's ways paves the way for our wife, our children, and their children. Let me read this example, this story to us from Genesis chapter 26, verse 1. Now, there was a famine in the land beside the former famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Gerar, to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. And the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Dwell in the land of which I shall tell you. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. For to you and your offspring I will give this land, and I will establish the oath I swore to Abraham, your father." I will multiply your offspring as the stars of the heavens and will give your offspring all these lands. And this verse, take a look at this. And in your offspring, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Verse 5, why? Because Abram obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. In verse 12, we see how this story plays out. It says, And Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. The Lord blessed him, and the man became rich and gained more and more until he became very wealthy, He had possessions of flocks and herds, and many servants, so the Philistines envied him. Isaac was faced with a famine in the land he was living in and he, was, he planned a way out of the famine and he followed his, Abraham's footsteps when it happened to Abraham and on his way to Egypt, God stopped him and God told him, stay here for I will bless you. And God says, I will bless you. Why? Because your father, Abraham, obeyed me. Your father, Abraham, obeyed me. Scripture shows us that Abraham left a blessing legacy to his children because of his obedience to God. In our world today, as fathers, we always try to build something that will be a blessing to our children and their children's children. And so many times we give our efforts to material things, forgetting that the life we obey, the life we live obeying God paves the way for our children and their children. Our obedience to God leaves a legacy of blessing for our children and their children. Abraham left a powerful, obedient to God example for Isaac to follow. Abraham's obedience put Isaac on God's path of blessing that even the famine could not stop. Let me repeat that again. Abraham's obedience put Isaac on God's path of blessing that even the famine could not stop. Their crisis, their challenge, could not stop the blessings of God over Isaac because his father lived a life of obedience to God. The impossible was made possible. Lastly, his life is our life. Verse 5 says this, The Lord bless you from Zion, May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. Getting blessed once is amazing. Getting blessed twice or three times is almost a heavenly experience. But did you notice that God's will, God's plan, and that God's desire for you for your wife, for your family, for your children's children, for even for the nations, is a blessed life. A life under the grace of God from the time it began to the time it goes back to God. A life where the grace of God is all over and is over all. God's grace over you and God's grace all over you. Let us end with these verses. Psalm 136, verse 1. It says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Verse 4 and 5. To Him who alone does wonders, for His love endures forever. To Him who by understanding made the heavens, for His steadfast love endures forever. Verse 23, in the Message Translation, puts it this way, God remember us, remembered us when we were down. His love never quits. Rescued us from the trampling boot. His love never quits. Takes care of everyone in time of need. His love never quits. Thank God who did it all. His love never never quits. It doesn't matter where we are, it doesn't matter what we're facing, it doesn't matter what the world is throwing upon us or on us, because His love endures forever. His love never quits. God is our Father. Today, and for the rest of eternity. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you that you are a God who is powerful, who is totally in control, who is in charge of everything. You're a God who is able beyond what we could ask or imagine. You are a holy God. You are a God that's worthy of all our praise and worship. And yet, you are also our heavenly Father. You are a Father that provides always. You are a Father that abides always. You are a Father that never rejects, but always receives with unconditional love unlimited grace, and abiding presence. Lord, we come to you now with different concerns in our hearts. I want to pray with us and lead you in prayer as well today. I know as fathers we carry burdens and concerns that become overwhelming and impossible. As the seasons of our lives changes, the impossibility either decreases or increases. So I want to pray for you today. I want to pray for those who lost your job and need one right now. We'll pray God's blessing over your situation. I want to pray for those of you who need a miracle for your business or a miracle for a business. I want to pray for those of you who need a miracle of health or healing. I want to encourage every one of you, those who, who faithfully have given to God, it's time to harvest. Those of you who have faithfully stored the word of God in your hearts time and time again, it's time for the word of God to bring forth fruit. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your will for all of us to have a blessed life. Your journey to the cross and your resurrection has paid the price for this blessed life. Now we ask you for a job. Those of you who lost, your, lost a job and need one, just go and ask God, Lord, I ask you for this job. If you have had an interview and you desire that job, ask God for it right now. Thank you, Lord God, for this job. Thank you for this provision. Now, we ask you as well, Lord, to to bring a turnaround for our business situation, Lord God. Our investments and our work, Lord, in Jesus' name, we ask you now for healing and health to our families, to our friends, to our loved ones. We call in the harvest now for every seed we have sown in the past come now in jesus name we call in the fruit of the word of god in our hearts let your word bring forth fruit in our lives now in jesus name in jesus name blessed father's day to all again It is our prayer, it is our desire that you meet and that you encounter our Heavenly Father. God bless you.